Welcome to the White Light Channel. I am Jess Lee Williams, your creative sister, intuitive life coach, and energy worker. My mission is to help you reconnect your heart space, your light, and power within. This podcast combines spirituality with the grounded practicality of actually taking action towards the life you truly desire. Welcome to this week's episode. Today we are having a chat with Tiffany Thexton. So Tiffany is one of my clients actually. We have just completed a three-month transformational series together and I wanted to bring her on because I feel like so many of you will relate with her and she's also super inspiring. So Tiffany is a teacher herself um, but she has a master's in teaching and a heap of experience teaching children all around the world. She's so passionate about the well-being of children and she's created a beautiful business called Flow School, which empowers youth with the tools of mindset, mindfulness and meditation to really connect with themselves, with others and the world around them, which I am so passionate about. And as well as that, I thought it was really great to share Tiffany's story right from the beginning of opening up to her spiritual side when there were kind of no one in her life who was into that kind of thing and by sharing that experience right from the beginning I think so many of you will see yourself in that as well as you know going through her career and reaching a pinnacle in her career and then recognizing that it wasn't for her and leaving it all behind. So there is so much goodness in this episode. I know that no matter who you are, whether you're a parent or not, I know you will take something from this. So I'm really excited to share it with you and let's dive in. Thank you Hello. so much for yeah. Thank you so much for coming on today. I'm really excited. Yes. Yeah. Well, thank you for having me. <laughs> We've just finished a beautiful transformational three month series together, and at the end of that, I asked you if you wanted to come on and maybe have a chat about your journey even before we started together as well and everything that you've been up to because I just feel like people will really relate to you. That a lot of women will relate to you and your story and your journey along the way. Um, so yeah, I'm really excited to chat more about that. If we were to kind of begin in the beginning, I suppose, around your journey around like spirituality and opening up more because you do so much beautiful work now with children around mindfulness and a whole heap of stuff like really improving their world. But what was the beginning for you? If we go right back to the start where I know a lot of women are probably are at the moment, what was your beginning within all of that? Yeah. Um, look, if you asked me like even seven years ago to be on a podcast called the white light channel, I would just be like, what, what is that? <laughs> I w wasn't really that into like the whole spiritual world. So, but I've always been like deeply connected with something. I just never knew how to like get in touch with it or really know anything to do about it at all. Right. I didn't even know what the word chakras meant. Um, yeah. I grew up in a really, really small town in Canada and moved to the Gold Coast about 11 years ago. But I just, you know, I didn't grow up with anyone around that were talking about any of this. Um, I had like a great time, but it was just, you know, it wasn't very spiritual. But I could, was just reflecting on like some moments in my life where I was like, whoa, the universe has my back. Mm -hmm. And I remember the first one, I had moved from my small town in Canada and I moved to Toronto area to go to university. 
and I was living with my aunt in the summertime and I was so grateful that she allowed me to stay, but I was also really disconnected from my family. And I was like, should I be here? Should I go home? What should I do? And my grandmother had passed a couple months before that. And I remember going to this movie theater and I was like, oh, this is really awkward. I don't really know what to do with my life, all this kind of stuff. And then all of a sudden I heard this like Celine Dion song play like on the radio or the stereo system. And I was like, oh my God, I'm supposed to be here. And I'm also supposed to be here for something bigger than myself. Wow. And that was the first moment. And I know now that that was like my grandmother communicating with me. Yeah. And she does that a lot now as well. Um, but I still didn't know again, like how to like take that. I was just like, okay, I'm in a good space. And then I just kept mm -hmm. going. And then I remember my first time that I like ever meditated, which was probably around like seven years ago. And I remember lying down on my bed with a very simple app. And I remember my whole like third eye chakra just like opening up, like really? almost like I had a headache for like 27 years. And then I was just like, <laughs> whoa like it was so and I was like oh well there's no going back now yeah um so I, I kept that practice up but when it really all started to come together for me was in Bali of course I feel like everything you know spiritual happens there <laughs> and um there was I went to this yoga retreat and there's other girl there and she's like oh I'm the light worker and I was like what what is that and then she helped me so much with like she did my card readings and did affirmations with me and all this stuff. And I was like, Ooh, I need to get into this more. So those are the three things that I can really pinpoint in my life that were like, holy moly, I connected to something bigger than myself. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. And so how long ago was Bali? That was probably about six years ago. Yeah. Yeah. And then, so yeah. what happened when you left Bali and you kind of felt like there was something more So what were your next steps from there that you remember? I read every single book. Um, <laughs> well, starting with like Louise Hay, You Can Heal Your Life. Yeah. For my, um, like my reading was really about like, you know, British uh, women, you know, all those like shopaholics, confessions of a shopaholic yeah. and all that kind of stuff. And then I was like, everything changed. Like all now, all my book uh, library is emotional intelligence, astrology, yeah. like all this like self-healing stuff. So definitely that. And then I started to come out of like to say like the spiritual like closet, mm -hmm. but I was still like tiptoeing out of it. And I still had all these friends that really didn't know much about it. And I used to, I hid it for a little bit and I bought a card deck and I brought it out at a party once and I'm like, what is that? And then, <laughs> but I find that like the more that I just came out with it, the more accepting people were as time went on, which yeah. was fantastic. It's so yeah. good. I'm yeah. so happy yeah. to um, this conversation because I was actually thinking to myself today how normal it has been for my whole life with, you know, having a mum who is an emotional and spiritual healer. So it's just, she's always had, you know, all of these things in conversations growing up. And so I, for me, it's like foreign that it wouldn't be part of people's everyday lives. And I have to, today I was taking a moment to think, oh my gosh, I so, I have so much respect and just like honour people so much who open up to something and become aware of something that maybe no one in their life understands or judges and for them to have to be so true to themselves that go no this feels really right for me even if you're all going to judge me in it you know and I'm not to say that people in your yeah. you know in your family have judged you or whatever but there are so many people yeah. out there like that and I don't 
I haven't been through that. So I think it's great to have these conversations because there will be so many people that are in that position of not having others who, who are in the same boat. Yeah. yeah. So thank you. And you know, it's a great story. I went back to Canada after 20 years of being in my like, um, small town or maybe 15 years. And I remember my best friend from high school and I went over to his house and I was like, Hey, do you like, I don't know, like card reading and stuff. He's like, what? And he took out this tarot card deck. And then I was like, oh my goodness, this is so great. Like, cause you know, we didn't talk about this when we were growing up. Yeah. And I was like, oh, and, and do you like crystals and stuff? And he <laughs> took out this like whole bucket of crystals. And I'm like, this oh my is probably God. why we were friends, you know? Yes. Like, it's just so it's so great to reflect on, on those moments as well. Like, you know, I could have come out of this little shell before, but everything in in its course but yeah it's just so magical to have those really good connections oh totally and like you said the more that you're true to yourself others then peek out as well and go well actually Mm. that's also how I feel that I wasn't you know I didn't talk too much about it either and we actually really connect in that way that's really beautiful and so when did you become a teacher right so I always knew I wanted to be an educator even from a, a small small child I'd always play teacher with my dolls and stuff so I went to teachers college then I came here to Australia to finish off my degree and then I started teaching and it was a really like traditional you know high school teacher but I felt I give it gave it this flair that was like kind of like really unique because I really really cared about the kids like well-being mm-hmm and the deep connection that we have as teacher and student and this kind of journey. And I was really, really patient with their journey and like the whole process behind everything. Yeah. And that was really special to me. But then, you know, I got promoted very quickly and kind of, you know, made my way up the the ladder. And then I just kind of got really disconnected from the kids mm-hmm. and was doing all this admin work. And that was great um, at the time in the position that I was in. I was always doing like band-aid solutions for everything. Like I was always like putting out fires everywhere. Yeah. And to be honest, it really took me away from also my spiritual self. I, I took off a year and I moved to Costa Rica for three months and kind of found myself again, you could say. Mm -hmm. And moved back to Canada for a little bit. And then I was like, I want to come back to Australia, but just as a teacher, because I have this like magical gift inside myself to really like connect with kids on a, on a different level. Yeah. So, so so that's what I did. So I've been back for uh, a year and a half now. Yeah. Wow. Cause you became a principal, didn't you? Prior to that. I was like a head of school. Yeah. 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 Wow. So that was, that must've been a massive decision for you because that would have been you know a a pinnacle of your career to then really feel into the fact that it wasn't lighting you up and it didn't feel true for you yeah I remember just feeling so overwhelmed and so low and I remember I had this picture on my vision board of like this head of department and um making all the money and being very powerful. And it fell off my vision board one day. Wow. Like, and there was no wind in my room. None of the other things fell off. And I picked it up. I know. (laughs) And I picked it up and I was like, "Mm, I think it's time. And I still took another year after that to get, you know, to, um, to get out of the whole thing. Cause it's, you know, you get addicted to stress and the, and everything. But yeah, it was like one of the best decisions and I think the, the biggest one to shift my whole like perception on life and yeah, it was really, really great. But now it's great to come back and just work with the kids 
you know, in a classroom setting. Really love that. Yeah. And you have your own beautiful business now. Do you want to share a bit about that? Flow School? Yeah, Flow School. So really focusing on teaching kids the tools of meditation, mindfulness, and mindset Mm -hmm. um, to be able to really connect with themselves, others, and the world around them, which is always what I was about, even in 2009 when I started as a teacher. That's all what I was about. But I also had to do all the other stuff, you know, with the department. And I kept, you know, teaching how to write an essay, teaching how to memorize a script, study for an exam and go, go, go. I just kind of over the last decade, I've really seen a shift with kids and that we really have to, you know, we obviously have to teach them those basics, but we also have to teach them how to be happy and how to be resilient and like love their life as well. Mm. Oh, yeah. Literally tingles all over my body. Oh, that's amazing. Like, we're so lucky to have people like you in the schooling system for our kids. I'm just, yeah. yeah. And so you're doing that alongside your teaching as well. So it's kind of like you've got your teaching mm-hmm. and then you're building your beautiful business alongside of that. Mm-hmm. And when you were head of school, so one of the things that we spoke about in our series together and, uh, and I, we've spoken about chatting here as well is the fact that you maybe felt out of balance in your ma- masculine and your feminine. Do you want to share a bit about that with, with us? Because I feel like this yeah. is something that, we can easily get into when we start to, you know, get very in work mode and achieving goals and stuff, which is beautiful. But if we can lose sight sometimes of what we're really connected to, it can be in that do, 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 you know, we can kind of start Mm. to get lost, can't we? So what was your experience around that? Yeah. And I just want to bring back, like, I had no idea what masculine feminine energy is at this time. Like I was just like, you, I'm living my best career life. And I'm like moving up. My mom's really proud. Like, let's keep going. And then I just went into a very do, do, do logical, um, very straightforward work all day, work all night type energy. And obviously that's great in very small doses, but I really need to balance that feminine energy. And as I finished that position and right before I moved to Costa Rica, I would probably say I was probably, I'd be a little bit dramatic, but um, like 90% masculine, 10% Mm. feminine. So Mm -hmm. I was so out of touch with myself and my intuition and, you know, everything that comes from the beauty of the feminine. And then I read when I was in Costa Rica, I read this, um, or I think it was maybe even a podcast about masculine feminine. I was like, oh my goodness, that's why my life was so chaotic and why I got Mm. sick all the time and why I had no energy and all that so this past year and a half, and especially help from you over this um, last three months, was just to really tap back into my feminine energy and my flow and just my intuition. So it's been super important to me. And now I feel like I'm really balanced. And, and whenever I get scared, though, I get to go back into my masculine very quickly because I know I can get there. So I really have to be mindful around that and um, take some, you know, some time to really come back into my feminine yeah and what has been some of the things that have helped you with so obviously you kind of had that break when you went overseas and that might have helped you to kind of pause and check back in with yourself but what have been some things that have really helped you to reconnect with that feminine and balance it back out yeah so I really always come back so whatever I'm feeling flustered or maybe getting a little bit too into the work mode I always say like, how am I feeling right now? And going back in like intuitively though, like Mm -hmm. what do I need right now? 
and then I just kind of go with the flow with that. So if that's a snack or if that's a nap or if that is sometimes a glass of wine or, um, you know, to just watch a movie or to listen to my favorite song, that's, that's what I usually do like day to day. But I also really meditate in on my like body instead of like my mind. So my biggest thing was I was always in my mind overanalyzing, like think, 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 think. Mm-hmm. And to just feel was so mm-hmm. weird for me. So I'm still working on that, the feeling bit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so whenever I meditate, I really just feel into my body like you've taught me. I love that. <laughs> yes, because mm. um, what I've learned as well when I did a um, practitioner training on embodiment and, and really learning about, you know, our different kinds of intuition. And I didn't realize that there were different kinds of intuition. But what I actually learned through mm. Melissa Sandin is that we have our light intuition and our dark intuition. And it's not good or bad, but our light intuition is more of that intuition or that, you know, that just drops in, you know, when we like might, might be meditating or imagine mm. the person sitting on top of a mountain, like that's that light intuition. And that's actually the masculine. And then the dark intuition is when we feel into our body, like you've just said, which is like, I'm feeling into my body. I'm feeling whether, you know, things feel, things feel expansive or tight or if my body wants to move, you know, being in, in the embodiment process of actually getting into our body. And our body holds so much wisdom when we really tap into mm. it and listen to it. And it also our body holds on to a lot as well, doesn't it? Like it holds on to all the motion. And by moving, we help it to release some of that. And yeah, so it's really beautiful how you've just said that to help you connect in with your feminine, you feel into your body because I feel like mm-hmm. as women, we have been taught to be very disconnected from our body, especially, you know, our hips and our womb and all of that. It's like, mm. don't go there, don't go there, you know, stay up in our head. And um, yeah, I really love that you mentioned that, that you've really started to become more aware of listening to your body. Yeah. It's been so key. Yeah. You mentioned as well that, you know, when we were working together, one of the things that's been really helpful for you is having that one day a week where you work on your beautiful business. And is that like your day where it's like all about being connected in with your feminine? Yeah, definitely. Even from the moment I wake up, I'm like, just what do I need right now? Is Mm -hmm. it to go back to bed? Is it to get up? Is it to go for a walk? And I just follow my, um, bodies like you know wisdom as you say because what I would normally do is set my alarm for 4 30 go for a run go to the even to the gym come home eat even if I wasn't hungry mm-hmm. and just keep going 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 on this kind of schedule yeah so I think I started with one day a week but I really feel like I've brought in that throughout my throughout my week as well especially now that I've you know been home a little bit more yeah um so that's been really crucial of just like really thinking, am I even hungry? What am I hungry for? Mm. You know, what do I want to wear today? Yeah. yeah it's so great. Yeah. And you mentioning about clothes mm-hmm. you noticed as you've been connecting more with your feminine and your clothing. Yeah. So I think as a drama teacher, I always had a lot of like black clothing and like, you know, you always think like black is more slimming, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you always want to wear something that's nice. And I really try to shift in the last three months and wear something um, with a lot more color um, and things that really light me up. And that has just been so great as well. I've gotten like so many like compliments and I just, I remember wearing black one day cause you know, I had to go and do the kids backstage stuff and I was wearing all black and it was like very 
awkward and weird <laughs> but I remember that that's that, that kind of masculine part that I was playing at the you know a couple of years ago that, that all came back so it's really interesting how something so simple like clothes and the color even that you wear yeah totally changes your whole um your whole world really your whole energy yeah of how you yeah. show up for yourself do you ever notice and you might not and I, I'm not sure if I've even become aware of this but do you ever notice that you might wear different colors for perhaps what you're needing at the time like whether it's that you know because each of our chakras has a different color and I know that when I was growing up healers often used to say to my mum for me to wear this a certain type of blue because it would help with my expression and I, mm. that just popped in my mind then it might be something that people would like to look into if they're wanting to bring on the energy of one particular chakra is to connect with that color and wear it yeah. yeah, I have this like green dress and I wore it to school the other day and I was like, and they're like, oh, this looks nice. I'm like, it's my heart chakra dress. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, bringing yeah. all the love in. Love that. And I remember yeah. you shared with me a beautiful note that you received as we were really working on you, really, you know, embodying and connecting that light and sharing it with the world. And you received a beautiful note from a student. What, do you remember what it said? Oh, yes. She says, um, like to my rainbow soul (laughs) or you have such a rainbow soul or something and it was just so magical and it was yeah it was so beautiful yeah and I did feel like a rainbow you know how it's so bright and like fresh like yeah I felt like that Mm. so what would you say to somebody who might be in the position that you were in when you were in the head of school part of your life where perhaps you were feeling out of touch with what you really what you know wanted to do in this world had taken you off path a bit and you might be they might be feeling confused or not knowing what to do or how to get back to feeling like themselves and connecting with themselves what would you say to them or what would you even say to yourself if you could go back there and talk to her there's this card that I have in one of my decks and it says this it's like you know deep down what you need to do Mm. and you just need to go deep down to you know but you already know yeah. You know, those people, oh no, I am these people. Um, <laughs> we was like, oh, you know, but I'm, I'm like making really good money and I'm, you know, doing all the right things. And, but it's like, well, what do you really want to do? And you, and I already knew it deep down. Yeah. Um, but, you know, they need to find a way to connect with themselves to be able to really tap into their intuition because it's so powerful and has so much wisdom. Mm. Um, and do you find that, you tap into that more when you allow yourself the space to slow down. Mm, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Especially in those moments of like, you can say no. And mm. I never said no. Um, I just kept saying yes, yes, yes. And I remember actually the first time I talked to the principal and I said no about something and she was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> um, like really like, Oh, that's weird. Mm. You know, I just thought that's what you did as like a, a young professional. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, I'll organize that. I'll do this. I'll plan this curriculum. But you can, yeah, definitely say no. And yeah, you already know what you need to do. And that doesn't mean that you need to do what other people expect of you, like what society thinks or, um, you know, what your parents or what your friends think. It's mm-hmm. all about you really connecting in with you. Mm, that's mm. huge in itself. That could be absolutely change someone's world. That one simple line, couldn't it? Yeah. 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 Mm, thank you so much for that. So let's bring it back to your beautiful slow, slow school, <laughs> bringing it back to your be- beautiful flow school. Um, well, I guess it's about slowing down as well, isn't it? <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. One of the things that you launched while we had our series together 
was a program for young girls. And so do you want to share a bit about that? Because I just think it's so beautiful, the intention that you've put behind it and how you've come about creating it. Yeah. And I really designed this for girls that were like me, who had no idea maybe where to start and maybe felt something or just wanted to kind of feel special and sparkly. So it's, it's like a seven day soul sparkle challenge that um, girls can do over the holidays, which in Australia, we have two weeks every 10 weeks. And the first one launched about a month ago. And basically, it's just a little task each day that really um, connects themselves with themselves, others, and, and their like environments, all about like gratitude and even like decluttering their space and being thankful and being really mindful. Cool. And they have little journal entries that they can do. I just kind of did it for holiday um, things because, you know, they could do something really productive over the holidays. But now that this whole, you know, the, this pandemic that we're going through, it's just, it just really, it makes even more sense now because you know, they're at home and they could be doing something that like makes them feel really special and connected in a different way than just um, what they would normally do. Yeah. What's your um, Instagram name? Flow.school. Flow.school. If you go to flow at flow.school, you'll see the images of this because you've put so much just care and thought into it. And when we chatted about it, you said, I really want them to feel really special. And so it's this hard copy seven different envelopes that you've put all the little like things in and is it full of like glitter and stuff so that they feel really is that right yeah that's kind of like the theme is is glitter yeah or like sparkles yeah Mm. yes have you started receiving any feedback from these girls of what they're noticing and what their parents might be noticing yeah um i've gotten lots of pictures from um some parents and that the girls were like super excited to start you know it's just so cute like how they're even setting it out in their journals, like taking a lot of um, time and care to really do it nicely. And, and if we go back to kind of like the white light type feeling, I always felt maybe in the last five years that I've had this like white light that's inside me. But after I distributed all these little soul sparkle challenges, Oh, it gets me a little emotional. Um, (laughs) It's kind of changed to this like pink light inside my heart. And then when I think of, all of the girls that are doing it, there's 25 girls doing it at the moment around the Gold Coast. And I just feel like those little houses and those little um, girls that are sparkling are like little branches off this little pink light that's inside my heart. So that's, that's been so special. And I love that. It was bigger than what I thought it was going to be. But there'll definitely be another launch for the next school holidays. And it'll be online one and also one that, um, like a hard copy one. Oh, cool. Online. Amazing. Yeah. So anybody who's listening today will be able to, if they go and follow your Instagram at Mm flow.school, they'll be able to see when it launches online. Another thing that I think you would be amazing at sharing with, especially parents who have children at home at the moment with isolation. What are some things that you might recommend to help them through this time? Do you have anything available to them that might be able to help them at the moment with navigating through this? Yeah, I feel like as a teacher, we're kind of like, you know, tag teaming back and forth. I know that they're going to be home during their schooling um, for a little bit this term so that it will be really important to really take care of their well-being during this time as well as well get as well as getting their um, schoolwork done mm-hmm. so what I've been doing every day for like the last two weeks and I'll just keep going is I post a well-being tip every single day that they can do at home with their kids amazing and they're just basic and look there's nothing I'm not making up anything here it's just 
though, that when we're in stressful times, we sometimes forget to just pause mm -hmm. and do all these things that really make a huge difference in our lives. Yeah. And I'll share this story because obviously I made it for parents and for kids and maybe even like, I don't know, maybe more geared towards moms. But um, I was chatting with my friend today and this big, you know, burly, manly man. And he's like, oh yeah, I did that breathing one the other day and it was really oh, good. And I was oh, like, that's so yes! beautiful. Isn't that the best? I love hearing that when um, yeah. his partners get involved. And I would often hear that with the 30 days of soul that, you know, the, the, they'd start, the ladies would start listening to the meditations at nighttime in bed and stuff. And at the start, the guys would be like, what are you doing? Like they pretend yeah. like they're not interested. And then a week or two in, they'd be like, oh, can you just put that um, meditation on? <laughs> so if people yeah. go to your Instagram, are they saved on your highlights? The ones that you've already done? in the last um, Yeah, all the posts are up there. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, this has been so beautiful. Thank you for coming on with us. Um, yes, thank you. It's been, yeah, I've, I've just loved having our series together. And I just knew that there's so many beautiful things in this podcast that so many women will relate with, whether they're parents or not. So even just the journey that you've had right from the beginning. So if, if, um, if anyone wants to reach out to you personally, would they just go through your Flow School Instagram too, if they want to like send you a little message or anything? Yeah, all my details and website details are on my Instagram, so they can find me there. Beautiful. And also, I just want to mention too, if you're a school, like if you work at a school and you think that the Flow School, like your programs that you're creating would be helpful in schools, can they reach out to you about that as well? Yeah, definitely. I already, well, not right now, but I do, um, for term one, I went to a primary school each week and did some mindfulness stuff with um, the kids there, which was really special. So yeah, any schools that are interested in, um, you know, really teaching the, the kids there the tools for like happiness is definitely ideal to just contact me through Instagram. Yay. Amazing. Yeah. So good. I hope that so many schools jump on board because I just think what you're doing is incredible. So thank you so much. Beautiful. I'm so honored to have you. And, um, this is just the beginning. I know there's so much to come. <laughs> we'll <laughs> thank you, Jess. Thank you. <laughs> thank Thanks, you. Love. Well, beautiful, that's today's episode. My hope is that you've reconnected with a part of yourself today or simply taken a moment just for you. If you enjoyed this podcast, I'd love to connect with you. You can probably see what I'm up to today over on my Instagram stories at jesslee underscore Williams. And if you feel called to work together, all my private coaching and healing sessions as well as programs can be found on my website at jessleeonline.com. The light in me recognizes the light in you and you are so enough exactly as you are. Sending love beautiful and I look forward to connecting again soon.